Welcome to Brisbane West Vineyards podcast. It's great to have you with us. We're a community of people sharing God's love, power and life that's revealed in Jesus. We gather Sundays, 5pm at Good News Lutheran School in Middle Park. We exist simply for the King and His Kingdom, that His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, whilst we're there, and we want to be prepared to be ourselves and to love those people. We want to be prepared to share Jesus with them. Now, when I say be ourselves, some of us might be thinking, oh, well, what does that mean? Let me just remind you, because we need reminding of this quite often, don't we? We are new creation people. We have been brought out of the kingdom of darkness, and we have been brought into the kingdom of light. And so we are people who have the spirit of the living God living in us. And let me just remind you that that means that's the power that raised Jesus from the dead now living in us. Because we too were also dead and we too have been raised back to life in Christ Jesus. So when I say be ourselves, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Because we have a lot to share. And we have a real hope. And so we want to have the opportunity to connect with those who don't have that. So we, we want to be prepared. Of course, this isn't just limited to outreach events like the one we're putting on next Sunday, is it? We want to be prepared to be to, able to share Jesus in lots and lots of different contexts. Thanks, Eddie. In his first letter, um, Peter shares with us in chapter 3 and 15 to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you. to give the reason for the hope that you have. Always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have. So how prepared are you feeling in that? How fluent are we in talking about the reason for our hope? Well, today we're going to think a little bit about the power of our own story and reflect on the story of God at work in our lives and to see how this is a key part of us being prepared to share about Jesus with ordinary people that we might bump into in all sorts of places. And we want to make the connection that being prepared to share how we have experienced God through our own stories can impact someone who doesn't know God on a different level, a deep emotional level, a level that connects with somebody that maybe if we start talking about you know, um, a theological debate or something along those lines, can't really ever do. When we're sharing the love of God, the last thing we want to do is end up in an argument. And so our stories are a powerful tool that God can use to get straight into someone's heart. Thanks, Eddie. Um, Journalist Christine Henbury, she writes this, Storytelling is the fundamental part of being human. And stories let us share information in a way that creates that deep emotional connection. Now, of course, if you love your Bible, you won't be surprised to hear that God knows the value of a story. And he's written, hasn't he? The best story of all time. And he chooses that medium of narrative to connect with us through his word more than any other type of writing in the Bible. We know the Bible is a big book and it's written. There's lots of different types of writing in there. Did you know 27% of the New Testament is written by Luke in Luke and Acts? And obviously the Gospels of Mark and John and Matthew as well are all narratives, written story. That doesn't mean they're made up. It just means that they're jolly fascinating 
And there's so much in there. And we've been learning in recent years in terms of a theological sense of recent um, that uh, they are jam-packed with theology called narrative theology. And so the story of Jesus is fascinating and irresistible. And these stories help communicate with us about who God is and our picture, our place in his big story. And that story gives us a sense of belonging and connection with not just one another, but with God and how he loves us and chooses us and gathers us into his big family. And there's a lot of people out there, aren't there, who haven't gotten any clue about that. And we want to clue them in on it. Now, I love scripture, but I also love a good story. I particularly love biographies. I've got a little pile here at the front, uh, just a few that I grabbed from my bookshelf. Um, One on the Wesleys down here, a brilliant story of John and Charles Wesley and just the wonderful things that God did to impact their hearts and the lengths they went to in the UK to share the story of God. Um, I remember one particular story, I think it was Charles Wesley was in a mine um, in, King, in the Kingswood, which is where I grew up, Stones, stones Throw, and he was um, preaching to fellas who spent the whole time in the dark um, mining that they didn't actually have any clothes on, but it didn't matter because it was so dark, nobody cared, and they had such such little and Charles Wesley would spend um, hours and hours loving them and going down the pit and um, sharing the love of God with them. Um, the other one I've got up here, one of my faves, is um, Amazing Grace, the story of William Wilberforce and how God used him in a mighty and powerful way to bring an end to slavery in the UK. And when I finished reading that story of how God used an ordinary man and how he just was so persistent and um, determined, uh, and, and I just put that book down, sat in my chair and just tears rolled down my face with thankfulness for him and what he was able to do through the power of God. This is a great one. John Wimber, he uses so much story in his theology of what we do and how we are and who we are in the vineyard. And this book, if you haven't read it, I'm sure many of you had, is just jam-packed. Why do we love it? It's full of stories of God. We love stories of people sitting on airplanes talking to people about how God loves them, right? There's loads of stories like that in here. Now, you might be thinking, well, that's all very well, Helen, but those guys are great heroes. Of course, they've got wonderful stories. But it's not just these guys that have a story to tell. We all have a story to tell. We all have a story that we want to encourage you to unlock today and practice telling one another. Thanks, Eddie. So just reminding us of that verse, we'll just pop that one up there as I carry on talking. You see, because when we see and remember and thank God for his active presence in our lives we actually become people who are alive with hope. And then we're well prepared to share that hope with others. So we don't want to be caught off guard when someone asks us about our faith. We don't want to feel awkward. We want to feel relaxed. We want to share how important God is to us in our everyday. And we want to be people who are always looking for opportunities to share that experience of God with others. The storyteller and theatre artist Sharon King Campbell, she writes that stories are the best way that she knows to connect with people. And Jesus often used the power of story too. We know that his message was based a lot on story. And the striking thing that we love about Jesus is the way that he was able to weave story and interaction in his interactions with people, story, and then the demonstration of God's love in the moment. And we see that when we're reading about Jesus, he's always looking for how he can do that. And it's quite different in different times. We've spent the last latter part of last year looking at Jesus' 
interaction, um, uh, how he brings healing. He also brings provision and compassion and mercy as he shares and teaches. So we know that when we partner with God to share his story of what he's done for us, we also want to be on the lookout and expectant for God to begin to demonstrate his love through us. It's not just about us getting a chance to talk about ourselves. (laughs) It's about asking the Holy Spirit, how can that story be used to bring his love into someone else's life? That might be through giving on the spot, might be through compassion, offering a prayer of healing. It's such a loving thing to do to pray for somebody. I went across the road once and prayed for my neighbor and totally overwhelmed when he just started crying. He didn't look like the kind of guy who was going to cry, but he was overwhelmed that we'd been praying for him when I told him that that's what we were doing in our family. And then when I prayed for him there and then, it was too much for him. So prayer is a really loving thing to do. Paul reminds us, thanks, um, Eddie, in Romans 10, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But he then goes on to say, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? So it's important to remember that our story can be the trigger for someone to call out to God in their moment of need. Thanks, Eddie. In Revelation 12, 11, we learn that we overcome by the power of the blood, by the blood of the Lamb, sorry, and by the word of their testimony. Now, that's powerful, isn't it? The blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony of God at work and who he is. It's no wonderful, no wonder that Paul encourages us always to be prepared to share. Because if we think about that for a moment, the story that you have is a weapon that overcomes the enemy. Okay, so what time is it, Jonathan? Excellent. Okay, because this is going to be the fun part. We're going to join in, and you guys are going to have a go at sharing your stories with one another tonight. And you're going to practice sharing the reason for the hope that you have. And so in this as well, we're going to take an opportunity to pray for one another. And in a minute, I'm going to invite Jonathan up, and we'll show you what we want you guys to get into this evening. Now, you might be thinking, wait a minute, I don't really have, um, you know, a dramatic testimony to share. But let's think about that a little bit wider. Thanks, Eddie. Uh, When we stop to think about it, we've actually got lots of rich examples of God at work. We're going to be thinking about these questions. You know, where have you seen God step in and provide for you when there was no other way? When have you seen him heal you or a friend? When have you seen him set you free from something that held you back in your life? When have you seen him... Um, How was your life like before you met him? And when have you experienced perhaps the power of forgiveness and the freedom it brings when you choose to forgive someone or even yourself? So these are powerful testimonies of God becoming dynamically present in our everyday. He's in the detail and he's in the big picture. He is for us and he is with us. And that's what people need to hear today. So, Jonathan, can I just invite you to come? Oh, you're going that side. So, 
in a minute, we're going to ask you to get into pairs. Um, with someone who doesn't know you all that well, because let's face it, they may have heard some of your stories before. So someone you don't really know. Um, if you're under 18, just stay with some, somebody who you've brought, who's brought with you today. Um, and um, Michael and Joe are actually going to gather all of our jumping um, children in to share their stories together. <laughs> Hopefully sitting down whilst they're doing that. Um, but anyway, let's, we've got Jonathan up here. So I'm going to ask Jonathan some questions. This is how it's going to go. So Jonathan, um, I'm just wondering, you started to tell a little bit of a story just now in when you when you um, prayed for us right at the beginning after worship there. Um, I wonder if you could just elaborate on that a little bit. When, when have you seen God come in and provide for you when you knew that there was no other way forward? Yeah, uh, I think many of you have heard this before, but um, it was, um, I was 20 years old and I was at university and um, three weeks before the end of term, I'd run out of money. So there was no money to buy food. I was down to two packet noodles in the cupboard. So I could kind of stretch those maybe over a couple of days, but I was pretty desperate. Um, and it was at that point, um, a friend uh, had handed me a Bible. And as I read that Bible, I read in Luke 12, look at the ravens, look at how God cares for the birds. And they don't store up um, food in barns, but God feeds them. How much more does he care for you? And just simply reading that and then praying, well, God, if you're real, I'm in need. You care for me. Can you provide? And what happened in those next three weeks was that night after night, somebody invited me out for a meal. I didn't tell them that I had nothing. This wasn't the norm. Um, we're talking students. So students generally don't have a lot to give. Although uh, in those three weeks, I don't know what happened, but I just kept finding myself sitting at somebody else's table and eating. And somewhere along the way in those three weeks, I gave my heart to the Lord because he answered a load of other prayers as well. But just that simple prayer for provision, the Lord provided for my needs. 